Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You've chosen wisely, Rangers. Dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com, JackieCation.com for everything. And allthingscomedy.com is the podcast network that I'm part of. It's a podcast network. They have comedy videos. It's really great. Started by Al Madrigal and Bill Burr. And there's a million great podcasts over there, including Baron Vaughn and Aaron Foley. This episode of the Dork Forest is sponsored by Audible. Audible.com. That's right. It's an audiobook. I love an audiobook because sometimes uh I'm driving in my car forever and I've I've been a member of Audible forever and they said that they would advertise and so I'm going to tell you about it. A lot of people offer you can you can get it anywhere probably the free month of Audible and a free book. Well, if you're going to do it, I say do it from audiblepodcast.com/dorkforest and I would recommend that you get Eiffelheim from Michael Flynn, which is a great science fiction, historical fiction. The history is amazing. Dark Ages, so cool, and read to you. So it's kind of a smart book, and uh, I really liked it. I also like all of Sarah Vowell's books done on Audible because there's so much research into it. It's a little textbooky, very funny, very smart, and even better when she reads it. So Audible podcast.com slash the dork forest. And now let's get into this episode, which is great. Hey, I'm here in New York city. Uh, get a rope. That is a pace commercial reference. I don't know why I said it. Jackie Cation here. I'm here with Kevin Sesha. Uh, we're going to talk about fighting. Hi, Kevin. Hello, Jackie. Thank Hi. you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, we, I haven't seen you probably in two years. Used to, used to live in LA and do a lot of stand up comedy there. And then, um, you moved here. When did you move to Brooklyn or New York City? Um, I moved here about three years ago. Three okay. Three long years. So the, I probably haven't seen you in three years. Yeah. 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 It's been a while, buddy. It's good All to right. see you. It's nice to see you as well. You know what I find interesting about New York City? More people call me buddy than, I don't know. I think you'll find that's been my influence over the past three years it's since moving here. <laughs> Prior to that, you didn't, you didn't find a lot of it. You didn't but. find a lot of buddy talk. There was hey, a lot pal, of pal. Chief. There was compadre. You know, I do, I do enjoy chief. That, yeah, is, yeah. that is perfect. It's, uh, <laughs> it feels me like, it feels like I'm in charge of something. Always inappropriate. Always inappropriate. Always fantastic. Um, so I'm just in town doing the pod fest and then stand up comedy. You live here like a person. Well, let's not. <laughs> I exist here. Right. So it's at Kevin Sesha on Twitter, right? Correct. And yeah. KevinSesha.com. Yep. Are the two main things. Yeah. And, and you're gonna, you're writing a book. I've written a book. The book is done. Yes. It's out. You can buy it. Oh, here's the, you know what I asked, uh, Aisha Tyler when she was on one time? Uh-huh. What have you been doing since, uh, Talk Soup? Oh. I said to her. And she just looked at me and she was like, stop talking. Uh, did you redo that one? Or you just kind of, uh, no, no, going just or? let it go. I'm okay. the Huel Hauser of, uh, of, of podcasting. Warts and all. Why bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why people uh, listen to podcasting is so that they can hear you. Well, unvarnished, in my case, unvarnished, the Aaron truth of the information I don't have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. have a lot of information. I'm not going to say I don't. Uh, but what I don't have is all of the information on anything. <laughs> you have bits and pieces. 
chunks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm willing to. I can go a little bit into the past. It's been three years, so I can cut you some slack. You know? Right, right. Because I know that you were doing the book, and I loved the po- I loved the blog, and so I'm glad they turned it into a book. Yeah, it's I continued called... to exist while I was not within your sight lines. It's turned into this weird thing where <laughs> how is that even possible? my life continued? I know you kept going. It was a surprise to me too. I thought like the shadow would fall, and then that's it. But it was just like nighttime for me. Right. I woke up the next day. You woke up the Jackie-less. next day. And I emailed you and said, do you want to be on the podcast? And you said, yes, I like it when people hit each other. And I want to talk about that. Boy, do I. Do you? I, I mean, that certainly is not the ideal way to phrase it. But I, no, no. I do. I do enjoy uh, fighting you, in various cause, forms. Because you, you took boxing, if I remember correctly. I did. You have studied some boxing. I've studied some boxing and uh, some you martial enjoy- arts when I was a kid. And right. uh, I've proven to be not proficient at any of it. But I, I remain a fan. enjoyed it? Yes, I did enjoy it. All right. That's, uh, yeah. I think that that's all you can ask. Absolutely. Of anyone's, uh, you know, I, I enjoy hacky sack. I am not good at it. I like the look in your face of confusion. I mean, cause I don't look like a hacky sack player, but I do really look. No, like that wasn't it at all. It was oh. just more the idea of being good as if you could go along a path similar to like a fighter or oh. an athlete or. Oh, you could. We'll have a hacky sack. It's more of a circle though. You're not really going up. You could well, be the best hacky sacker in the world. Right, Still, it is not as competitive. Not exactly it's as... more of a it's more of a cooperative game. It's true. It's yeah. uh, it's more of a, a pandemic kind of. All right, <laughs> devil um, sticks. Do you uh, toss them around? <laughs> devil sticks. I am not a juggler at all. Oh. Have never enjoyed juggling. Don't even actually like watching juggling. I feel like there's three moves, and if you've seen them, you know you have to be. I, I, we're all jaded when it comes to magic and juggling. Where we've seen some people juggle sharp items, or we've seen heavy items, and a heavy item and a really light item. <laughs> You've run the gamut of yeah, those are some items. Right, we've seen those, them: we've, a squishy thing, a hard thing, rectangular right. thing. Uh, oh, I'm so sick of the shapes. An eating thing and a non-eating thing. Yeah, and we're we're if you're going to do it now, you have to. You really have to bring it to really get me in, involved. You have to throw up like a pregnant woman and then two babies come down and the now non-pregnant woman Ooh. and you keep juggling. Uh, yeah, I would actually pay to see that. Yeah. The last thing I saw that was fascinating was I think I saw a guy balance uh, an eight-foot table on his chin. All right, yeah. That I would was see that else. one time. Exactly. I would. I had this. I had like a bit that was sort of a ripoff of this, but it was like sword swallowers are the same thing. Yeah. Like they always, they have a row of swords uh, going up incrementally, larger and larger, and they start off with a small one, and it's just like I, I get it. I understand you're going to make your way through over the next twenty minutes. All of those swords. It's no longer exciting. Just light one of them on fire, and I can get to my car. You know what I mean? Like I understand it's all right. equally off putting. Right. And you can still have the eighteen dollars. It'll yeah. be fine. Because I don't know how to do that, and you're doing something I don't know how to do. It's yeah. exciting. It's the first time. It's exciting. It, right. It doesn't amplify. So if there's a juggler out there that can explain to me, I mean, because I, I I did have a guy on who juggled, and he oh. and he talked about the art of juggling and why he did it and how much he enjoyed it, and I was supportive of that. But I want to know why he thinks it's still a thing people should go see, besides the fact that he loves it so. I want to know why you think it's a thing to put a juggler in a visual medium on an audio podcast. <laughs> oh, right. Was he a hell of a storyteller? <laughs> he was a hell of a storyteller. It was Jesse Shell, the, uh, the, the, uh, he's a TED Talk, um, video game designer. Oh. He's an amazing that's guy. That's two strikes. Juggler? 
takes part in TED Talks <laughs> and wow. murders people. That's no. it. We're going to – no. well, he creates the – did you ever – I played Punch-Out. That was the only boxing uh, I've ever done. Oh, I yeah. I played the video game Upright Punch-Out. That was a great game. And then they became Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and uh, – Oh, they, were there their extensions on it? I think I think the video arcade game was Punch Out, and then they modified it to For the where console. yeah, and then that was Mike Tyson's. Well, and I bet you there's a like a Wii version or a um a movement version. Kind I think of there situation. is. I yeah. don't. I'm not familiar with it, but uh, but you yeah. watch like the only the only boxing I saw when I was a kid was my dad on Friday nights uh, would turn off the Tarzan movie I'd be watching, so that he could watch a fight. Wait, you grew up in the 30s, right? I grew up in the 30s. Buster I don't Crab know. With That's I used or? to have a bindle, and I would head out uh, to rural Wisconsin. I love no, the idea of this. The old the Tarzan flick would be playing the jungle Every fiction. Friday, Johnny Weiss Miller Tarzan movies would play. Okay. Over and over again, by the way. Yeah. They didn't care. They didn't care that they already did it. It was pre-DVR. Yeah. So They ran some v- of them backwards. We He's had, like going the wrong way. On we the had a VCR, too, and we could have recorded it, and then we were the first people on the block. Oh, a VCR yeah. and a microwave. Very glamorous. Fancy stuff. <laughs> Fancy yeah. stuff. I, I, I don't like to talk about my youth and how wealthy it was, but uh, yeah, we had things. And my dad was constantly, only because my dad was, wow, I'm going to let you talk at any minute now. But um, the <laughs> Friday uh, night fights. <laughs> Friday night fights. Remember it. Uh, I think there were various iterations. Mm-hmm. Am I using that correctly? Yeah, yeah. And is that in fact the word? Yeah. Uh, there was, I think, an earlier version you're referring to, which I... Watched a little bit, and um, they brought the show back about maybe 15 years ago. But okay. uh, yeah, it's a great show, and and uh, they're always like lesser budgeted than like your big pay per view HBO stuff. But it's like a good it's weekly a, showcase for boxing because it's professional boxing, but at like a lower level, like an A ball kind of situation. Or yeah, yeah, it's guys who are about to kind of make their debut on the grand stage, or okay. guys who are about to be knocked unconscious by the guy about to. <laughs> <laughs> realize his dreams. Is it the open mic of, is it sort of more one nighter run kind of, but, but better than that? It is. It is yeah. very much like not open. I would say it's like the equivalent of like a comedy central spot or, or okay. something. Uh, I remember even actually, Jesus, back in the nineties when I was more doing stand up, uh, I trained at the Freddie Roach's wildcard gym in Los Angeles and there was a guy there. That's a great name. Freddie I, Roach. Yeah. And I, I was a fan of him. Uh, this guy there, he was a local guy and he was le- an electrician. Uh, by day, okay. and uh, his name was Ernie Zavala, and he was like a young up and coming boxer, and I was at the time like a young up and coming comic, and I remember we both got like, I got like uh, the Late Late Show or something, right? Like nine hosts ago, right? Uh, right. But and he got uh, ESPN Friday Night Fights, and it was such an interesting sort of like, hey, look at us, we're doing well, right? And, right. Uh, a parallel to, and uh, yeah, it, it is sort of a similar thing, and and uh, it's such a harder existence though because. Like as bad as my career has gotten at times and highs and lows. <laughs> right. I've never suffered a setback in front of a hundred thousand people where I went unconscious. <laughs> and oh, right. that is certainly the risk there. And uh yeah, he, his career unfortunately kind of petered out. Like he did two or three more of those. He lost that fight, two or three more, and then you're kinda done. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I just gonna take it into a sad to... direction. Well no, that's okay because it's I mean, I think boxing has to be harder than stand up comedy just because of the punching. Yeah. Yeah. We both walk yeah. that aisle alone. We both have those little <laughs> butterflies. And then someone is punching you in the face right. numerous times. Right. They're not just yelling drunkenly at you and then you leave yeah. uh, going, I hate that lady. Uh, and then you do another show the next night. Instead, uh, that lady were to essentially jump on top of you and start pummeling you. You'd be like, no, no, I really hate that lady. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. That'd be entirely different. So Brutal. So what was what were your first... Now, you like boxing. Boxing's your dorkdom and UFC... Yes, I'm a big fan of, so UFC is the league name. It's, uh, 
I'm Ultimate a fighting? dork, which is appropriate. It's mixed martial arts is a sport okay. name. It's sort of like a Kleenex tissue type oh, okay. situation there. Yeah. So mixed martial arts is is the is the sport. UFC yes. is the the brand name like NFL or something. Correct. And there okay. are other ones. There's Bellator, there's the World Series of Fighting, there was a defunct Japanese one, which was my favorite, which is called the Pride Organization. Okay. And so but UFC is the big one. Yeah. Okay. So mixed martial arts, that's that's not kickboxing? It is. It's a. It's sort of uh, a combination of all other elements, and the stuff that didn't prove to be useful was kind of dropped, and the stuff that was was like further incorporated. So it's like wrestling, kickboxing, boxing, jujitsu, judo in some cases, and okay. it's like a hybrid of that. And and guys have their strengths and weaknesses, and women as well do it, and it's the same kind of thing. Some people have their strengths, but you have to be able to do it all pretty well. And is it? And is it? <clears throat> you can use any of those things. Yeah. Or I mean like if you if you show up with a with a jujitsu move, it's not against the law. No. There are there are certain standard uh There's uh, gotta be rules. No, though, there are right? definitely yeah, rules. Yeah. There's like you can't like stick your finger in someone's eye, you can't okay. kick them in the junk. Right. Um you can't hit in the back of the neck. But uh okay. as far as how you throw a person to the ground or strike them, it's you can pretty much do as whichever as you, you can, want for whichever okay. discipline. Correct. So if, if you can grab them and throw them on the ground, that's that's viable. Yeah. Okay. That's a legit thing. That's a legit thing. Yeah. So it's not like, cause boxing, you have this whole thing where you're wearing gloves and you're dancing around and you can't hit below the belt, but you can't. Well, that, all that's true for mixed martial arts too. Okay. You, you are wearing smaller gloves, these okay. little, uh, eight ounce gloves, but, uh, there is dancing around. There, there are people who are, if you look at them, it looks very similar to what a boxer would do, but then occasionally they will take someone down or get taken down. Leg and then sweep. once you're on the ground, Cobra Kai, exa- leg yeah, sweep. leg sweep. There you all go. All right. Yeah. yeah. But it's similar, but okay. there's a lot more options. Okay. Which is exciting. And you've been watching and you've been, you've been following that for a long time. Yeah, since the beginning, pretty much. Like UFC when, one was like back during the nineties was a sort of a one night tournament. It was like the beginning of the sport. Uh, really? it wasn't technically the beginning, but it was. Mixed in terms martial of arts exposure. only has been around since the nineties. Yeah. It's a very young sport, which is part of its appeal because yeah. it's still. It develops at like a much quicker rate than, I mean, baseball is pretty much baseball and it's been that way. Even boxing has been boxing for hundreds of years. Yeah. And with mixed martial arts, it's like you'll see things that worked a year ago no longer work because the learning curve is so fast and new athletes oh. are coming in and people are training in all aspects of it. As opposed to in the beginning, it would just be like a karate guy who learned how to like stop a takedown and then okay. a jujitsu guy who would just try and take you down. But if he was standing up, he would be screwed. You know? Can Can you see all those old fights on YouTube? I believe you can. Yeah. That'd be that'd be really cool, is to watch some of those old fights, and you're like, wow. Yeah, that, I remember watching them and thinking it was fake, and then thinking, like, you it, it, there's such a an education in terms of the ground game because it, 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 I think there's a, an aspect of it that would appeal boring to the average eyeballs. But um, yeah, once you, it's not that complicated. It's not chemistry, you know. Once you right. f- learn the few basic moves, it's it's easy to follow, and it's still ultimately two men trying to destroy each other. Right, <laughs> right, and so. Now, why? I mean, I I don't watch um I don't watch box. I mean, I've seen some boxing, and I'll if it's on, I will follow it. But you, I mean, I don't lie to me. No, you I, leave it on. You're not gonna. You no, would watch? no, I will. Uh, I I will cycle. If if I will say this, if if hoarders were the other choice, and uh, chopped were the other choice, I would watch boxing. Okay. Right. Just because I don't like chopped, I don't, I don't like. I'm like, yeah, show me the thing they're making. Stop talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. it's, a, it's too at least boxing moves at a relatively yeah. I mean there is there is some downtime when there's a lot of dancing around where they're not hitting each but other. But there's also like, sleeping. Who doesn't like sleeping? 
Is there sleeping? <laughs> when somebody gets knocked out, it's sleeping. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. Is that what, so what are the terms? Is that a term? Is that, is that, they're like, I'm putting that guy to sleep? <laughs> that, that, that is certainly from the been 30s. used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you would hear that. You I would, would hear, hear that, that. Uh, yesterday or tomorrow. Okay. That's totally a viable term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People are still, still calling it as they see them. Yeah. So who are your favorites? Who are your favorites in the day? And then who are your favorites now? My favorite boxer of all time was Roy Jones Jr. Um, who was, you've never heard of him? I've never heard of Roy Jones Jr. When did he box? Who have you heard of? I'm just curious. Muhammad Ali. Okay. Um, he was pretty good at boxing. I will give, he's, I can understand right, why, why his fame would have reached sure. the wide masses. Okay. Right. Um, he was, uh, I remember as a tiny child, and this is racist, no doubt, uh, I thought he was the Hank Aaron of boxing. Cause I'm from Milwaukee. See, I don't Hank know Aaron what Hank Aaron means other than I know he's baseball, but I don't know what he, he did. He's in the baseball. greatest baseball player of all time, and oh. he played for the Brewers. And so that was a big deal when I was a kid and people were like Muhammad Ali. And I was like, Oh, so he's like the Hank Aaron of, of boxing. Wait, why is he, why is that racist though? Cause they're both black and I probably got them mixed up cause they were black, but I also, yeah, but if they both happen to be the best of their sports, then it's just, this is also racist. I got Cary Grant and Rock Hudson mixed up as a child. Also racist, both dark haired white guys. That is no way is that racist. <laughs> that is a child seeing similarities. Physical that's similarities. exactly what, that is that's what racism, racism is. No, that's no. all that racism is. No. Is a child seeing Everybody's similarities. Everybody's racist. Um, yes. Anyway, no, so. No, I would say, uh, okay, the, so the Muhammad brown, Ali. The, the brown bomber? Joe Lewis? Yes, correct. Is that correct? Yeah. I don't know why I know that. Okay. I, um, and then, uh, that might be it. And then that, uh, the, your clan the meeting, they had a picture of him with a circle and a slice <laughs> right. through it, right? And then the Fil- Filipino guy, Manny something. Yes, Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Yeah, he's one of my favorites as well. Okay. Uh, very exciting. But, uh, And yeah. then there was a bantamweight in, uh, in my favorite year with Peter O'Toole that, uh, that I thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually haven't seen that, but I've been meaning, I've heard. Good I recommend. Things. I yeah. recommend it. It's super fun. Peter O'Toole, uh, Mark Lynn Baker. Oh, I'm Perfect a fan of Strangers. one of those gentlemen. Yeah, Perfect um, Strangers fame. Uh, so yeah, Roy Jones Jr. was my all-time favorite. He's one of the most spectacularly, naturally gifted athletes, uh, of all time. Like he was just so lightning quick. Um, and he was brash and cocky. But not in a so, dickish way, in a very so, sort of knowing, winking, fun way. So he had the good personality, which seems to be something that boxers need to have too, right? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't quite Ali levels of like gab and shit talking, but he was good. <laughs> and he would just do these ridiculous, like he would put his hands down against the ropes and like, you know, beckon his opponent towards him. And then the guy would come forward and then he would like whip his one arm out and like drop the guy with a body shot. Wow. Um, when, he did once, he, when did he fight? He fought through the 90s. For about 10 years, he was the pound for pound best on earth. And, uh, okay. he, one time he, uh, it's always struck me as weird. He, before he came to the ring, he rapped because he was sort of trying to be a musician at one point. So he rapped his own theme song wearing a mic on his way to the ring and then fought, which is odd because it's like, <laughs> Hey, while you're waiting for me to be spectacular at something, why not watch me be <laughs> mediocre at this other thing? At this other thing while that you're, I'm actually not particularly good at. Uh, he once had me, speaking of his walkout theme, he was at Radio City Music Hall fighting a guy and he came out and Method Man and Red Man came out with him and okay. they were big. It was the nineties and yeah, yeah. all I can think is like the poor bastard he's fighting, like sitting in his dressing room. Like there's legitimately a chance he could have been listening to Method Man, like right. on his Walkman <laughs> or whatever. And then just like, Oh, he's friends with those guys. Oh, he's friends with those guys. I, the guy that wants to beat me up is right. friends with. Did, um, and, and did he win most? And you said he was the best in the world. So it was, he was undefeated he had- for about 40 fights or so. He once, the only time in recorded boxing history, 
which they only stopped started recording it, I would say, like 50 years ago, this, these stats. But he fought around against a guy where the other guy did not land a single punch on him. Oh, it's the wow. only time he ever – no other fighter has done that, where the other guy could not hit him one time. Holy smokes. Yeah. And And so he – and so he fought through the 90s. There was a question I had. It was about... Damn. He could beat up Godzilla. He could be in in a world. So punching Tom Hanks is about what who can beat who can fight other people. You segueing seamlessly. Into I know it because the thing is, is one of my favorite uh, um, how to beat up anything mm-hmm. um, was Batman. Oh yeah, was Thank the you. was you you wrote a piece about how to, how to beat Batman, and if I remember correctly, it was something like you had to become very close to Batman for forty five years, and then you had to take your chance, and then you would. St- They'll lose because it was Batman. Well, no, they, that one, you're very close, Jackie. I oh, really I, wish you'd went over the materials. Oh, I really wish. Messenger them over again, the Again, Aisha Tyler wished that I knew that she was on Archer. Um, that was, uh, yeah, that was where you sort of befriend him, uh, hang out with him, forget about it, like put out of your mind that you're going to beat up the Batman. You right? need to kind of ingratiate yourself with Batman. him for about 10 or 12 years mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. hang out with him. And then on that morning of the 12th day, you need to like pick him up. Curl him into the sun and then hit him with your uh, heat vision. Oh, the little caveat, you need to be Superman for this <laughs> one to the, work. Oh, my God, I forgot about the caveat, which the is the greatest. Spoiler alert, uh, Superman is introduced at the end of that story. Still by the book, though. Still by the book, yeah. Cause it's, uh, and I will link the book on the notes. Oh. So um, that that's – I just – I love the idea that – so Roy would – Roy Wood, Roy Wood Jr., stand-up comedian, sure, yeah, uh, is also a boxer. So he, uh, so you say that 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 Roy, what's his name? Jones. Roy Jones Jr. Also, there we go, Jr. as well. Yeah. Roy Jones Jr., an amazing athlete. Yeah. Do you think he could have played other sports? He definitely could have, and he even played while he was fighting. There was a period where he was so sort of either bored legitimately and trying to challenge himself, or being a dick. Uh, where he would play in like a whatever the a triple A or double A basketball league game before the actual fight, like he would play in the game and oh, then he'd fight do like that a night. Giant pickup, like a professional pickup game. Yeah, whatever triple A is, in his, not professional, in, but close right, or whatever. Right. Yeah. But, so he was really <laughs> so he that played, good. That is amazing. And he was, I mean, he was such an athlete to where it was unfortunate because you have some guys like Ali who are really technically good at boxing, and then so when their reflexes go. They still have the fundamentals and can do things the right way yeah. and go longer. Like he did things that you should not have been able to do because he was so fast. Like okay. fighting, he would fight with his hands down around his waist, right in your face. And then he would bring his hands up faster than you could if you had your hands in a regular stance. And he would hit you three or four or five times wow. before you could even do anything. But then once his skills went, like he had no technical ability to fall back on. So once oh. that went, once he slipped a little bit and he was human – in right. the physical sense, he kind of got knocked out by a lot of guys. And then okay. he's still sort of, it's sad. He's still like fighting in like Russia at like 4 a.m. I'll get up on Twitter and check. It's like, oh, my hero from the 90s got right. knocked out again. Got knocked out. Life but, is cruel. Life is cruel. But that that's amazing that he was so, so physically like a Superman kind of guy that oh he God. didn't have to be have that technicality. Yeah, eight, nine, ten punch combinations. Who's the greatest technical fighter ever, do you think? I mean, this is a little bit me repeating what I've heard because yeah. I, I don't have that depth of knowledge. But Sugar Ray Robinson supposedly is the best fighter of all time. And a lot of that was his technical ability and okay. skills. I mean, he had everything in every way. And I've seen footage, but uh, I mean, it'd be... And I've heard of him. It would be fake for me to, you know, posit it as if I cobbled together this opinion on my own. It's really, right. it's a little bit before my time, obviously. Right. And, and it's something that was, that, that, that was spoken. Yeah. Is that he was, have you ever seen old footage of him fighting? 
Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty spectacular, even, even considering now. the advances in like size and uh, you know drug yeah. use and whatever else is going on. Like he still looks pretty damn tough. Now, are there <clears throat> are there steroid checks in b- boxing? Does anyone care if those guys are using steroids? They do, but I think it's beyond. I think it's. I think they're it's kind too of, late. It's just they're not good at it, and they're not going out of their way to especially. Catch well, because the only place that they they seem to really care is baseball, right? Yeah, I can't. I don't know much about baseball or anything at all about baseball. But, well, but the thing is, is is I know their bases and balls, right? But clearly in football, yeah, those guys are monsters. Yeah, they are taking something. They are taking some sort of body enhancing um, drugs, and no one seems to be going. Oh, that's unfortunate. That giant linebacker guy, he's he's throwing away the honor of the game by taking steroids. You're like, no, no, it's football. He gets to. All those guys have that voice that you just did too. <laughs> it's a, yeah, that's hey, a, it's my only. <laughs> that is my one impression. <laughs> why am I not on Saturday Night Live? Why? Uh, why? I think because boxing and to a degree mixed martial arts, they're such fringe sports, and and boxing it's like followed by. 50 year old 60 year old white dudes from the you know what i mean it's like right. it's not in the forefront of anyone's imagination or my mo- imagination it what? used to be huge it's just not though, popular it? wasn't it was it was it more popular than it is today globally it's very popular right now but okay. in america it was yeah way more popular i think during ali and even during sugar ray leonard's era during the 80s because it was on network tv and once it went off network tv people sort of stopped watching it and you couldn't really make stars anymore the right. last star would be I mean, there are there's one or two still every couple of years, like right. Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya, but it's just okay. much harder because it's not even in the Olympics. Like people fell in love with Sugar Ray Leonard because they watched the Olympics and saw him as a boy, right. uh, achieving his dreams and becoming a pro. Like you don't even they don't even show the boxing now. They wow. kind of yeah maybe yeah. like at four in the morning again. Okay, yeah. again that it's it's not the it's not the thing. Yeah, I I like the idea of have you have you been to a lot of live. I have, yeah. I've seen Manny Pacquiao a bunch of times, and really, uh, yeah. Now, do you sit up front with a newspaper so the blood doesn't splash on you? Is it like that? <laughs> I have like a fedora the- with a little press ticket in there, and please uh, do, please do. Um, no, I've never sat. I've sat ringside in like close to ringside in Atlantic City years ago, but most of the time with someone like moist? Manny. It's, when you uh, sit ringside, damp. it looks moist. No, it's not any moist. It's exactly like any other sort of venue that you've been to. Okay. Uh, concert. Like going to see a band or whatever, but. Yeah. Cause it feels like, cause they're sweating so much. It in is. In the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so. I actually recently I went, uh, with Morgan Murphy. Actually, okay. we went to see, we both are huge fans of this guy, Gennady Kolovkin. Gennady Kolovkin. Yeah, Triple G. He's a super humble, uh, guy, um. Who can clock somebody? Yeah, who speaks in adorable broken English. Okay. And, Where's he uh, from? He is, um, I'm, he's, oh my god, I'm gonna, Gennady, I wanna say Russia, but I, but I know I confuse Ukraine with Russia a lot of the times. He's one of those Eastern Soviet European, bloc? Soviet bloc, yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, he's super humble, but he's got like sledgehammers for fists and will just <laughs> annihilate you. And we actually, uh, had some pretty good seats. Thanks to her fancy pants connections. But, right. um, it's great. The, the thing you notice is, uh, like you see boxing on TV and it's just like, oh, a guy gets knocked out. Like, who cares? Change the channel. A car blows up. Somebody jumps off a roof. Like, right. die hard superheroes. It doesn't, it sort of pales, you know? But when you're in the room, it's like a visceral, there is like an electricity. There's like yeah. a charge. And then you sort of, there's that danger element. And then somebody gets punched and you hear it and feel it. And it's like, Oh right, this is a fight. Like right. these people are hitting each other, and they're really good at it, and it hurts. And there yeah, is almost a tragic 
It's just so heightened. It's almost like a drugged up feeling, I think, being there. That, it, uh, it sounds like Everything it. is raised up and it's just like, holy shit, this is serious. And on TV, you can hear the, the sneakers more often than not. You can hear like yeah. the squeak of the shoes. And they I, do a good job, but it's not quite the level of like imminent danger. Like you can hear the, the, the glove connect with somebody's head. Yeah. And that's gotta be like a gunshot. And then you're like, oh, that guy's gonna fall down, I bet. Yeah. And then when they don't, is that, the shocking, triumph of the human spirit. <laughs> does it feel like a triumph of the will? I mean, a I guess it movie. depends, but it's, it's often shocking and it's, yeah, it's, it's much smaller. It's much more contained also. You know, you're always blown away by how tiny the ring is and the people. But, um, what's yeah, a, a regulation experience. ring size? Is it small? It varies. It, it's like you can get like an 18 by 24 foot one and then there's smaller ones. Like a lot of times a guy who's a puncher who is just basically going to try and get in your face and throw punches until right. he gets tired. If he's facing a boxer or somebody who's going to move, you know, he'll try and get the contract to stipulate a much smaller ring, like a phone booth. They'll like <laughs> refer to it as jokingly, where okay. it's like it clearly favors this guy, right? Um, or and, you know, if you have a runner, then you have one of these giant rings where it's like two little dudes, and they're kind of you right. can never catch the other guy. Okay, so there's it's not like a baseball field or a football field. There's, there's no there's no you have to fight in this side size ring. I'm sure there are parameters, and and but it might vary state by state. There's no like national commission. But, okay, uh, yeah, and. And it probably varies because of, of, I remember I did a gig, a stand-up gig, uh-huh. and in the back room there was a ring. Oh, yeah. And okay. they had, it was a what divey one-nighter, right, yeah. in North Dakota or something like that. And in the back, they had a ring where they were like, no, no, we have boxing matches on uh That is fantastic. Every other Thursday or something. And you're like, who are they? And they're like, they're just guys who come through town kind of like you are. Wow. And then they beat each other. We watch. It's nice. And then you fell in love with one of them. And I fell in love and I stayed there. And now I live in Minot, <laughs> North Dakota. And, uh, cause who doesn't want to live in Minot? Why not Minot? They say to themselves. I have a long list of reasons I can get you. <laughs> That's a t-shirt that they sell in Minot. Really? Yeah. Why not Minot? If you want to base your local economy and tourism on a rhyming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's Look a deeper. Yeah. And then they have t-shirts in the middle of Wisconsin. There's some town that's where the hell is it. All it says is where the hell is. And then the name of their town. Is? Yeah, I don't. No, no, I don't know what the. I can't remember the name. Oh, of the oh, okay. Right, right. It's sort of like Austin. Keep it weird. With yeah. Portland. Keep it weird. People, Wait, they both have keep it weird. As yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Did that you not know crazy. that? No, I knew Austin had it. I did not know who. Who's the Johnny Come Lately? Who had it first? Uh, Austin had it first. There's a Portland comic. The only reason I know this is because there's a Portland comic who opened for me in Austin, and he said, "Yeah, we stole that from you." But don't you think that's kind of weird? That's horrible. That's just the most humiliating thing. Like the whole thing of like a mantra or a slogan is like it's got to speak to something original. It doesn't right. have to be great, but it should be uniquely yours. It should not be like, uniquely yours. It's, it's like another state. It's like Georgia stealing like see Mount Rushmore. Or so, you know what I mean? Like it, that's right. how inapplicable it is. But the thing is in Portland, they're just like, don't you think it's a little weird that we stole your son, your slogan? Pretty weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a... No. Damn it, I can't remember the name of the comic. I'm a jackass. I would love it if you keep keep Portland strange would be a little bit more decorous. I like that there's like no subterfuge. It's like no, 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 no. no. Weird. Keep it weird. No, no, it rolls right off the tongue. It rolls right off the tongue. Works for Austin. (laughs) It'd be really nice if it said keep Austin weird. They crossed it out and put Portland. Yeah. That would actually make me happier. (laughs) Uh Austin, I'm told, is um is overkeeping themselves weird. They're no longer. Yeah, they're like we're fine. They're It'll, kicking them out. The vampires yeah. and the hippies and the. Yeah, they're just like it, we're we're so weird. We don't even care anymore. That's good. Yeah, that's I don't a mind true that. sign of a yeah uh, yeah actual weirdness, perhaps not courting it. Right. Not like shouting it from the rafters. And, I'm and different. It jumped the shark as soon as they were available at the airport. Anyway, so oh yeah yeah. 
the t-shirts. So it's fine. Oh, I follow you. Yeah. I got you. Oh yeah. You know where I'm going. So, um, how's my icon? Do people stare at you the whole time or I'm trying to balance it up? I'm doing a 60, 40 around the room and then back to it's you. Pretty with good. Eye contact. It's pretty good. I think our Asperger's is bouncing off of each other. It's quite <laughs> nice. It's quite nice. And, uh, but what about, here's my next question about boxing mm-hmm. uh, and martial uh, Cause we haven't really talked about MM. Hey, Hey, uh, is because how long do you get to do it? How long do you last? Are you talking about career or yeah. a fight? Career. Oh, yeah. How long is a huh? fight? How about is that? a fight an hour? Like it a- is a fortnight. It a is for- a, a series. Of, no. It is, is it cricket? It is a, a fight, a non-title fight in mixed martial arts is three five-minute rounds. Okay. A title fight is five five-minute rounds. Wow. A little longer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can't – that's the thing. That's what kind of makes it so great. Uh, in my life, I've seen like – generations of fighters come and go numerous times. I mean, not clearly generations in the literal sense, but I mean... The turnover is so... Yeah, I mean, there were big guys who were big in the 90s. I would say you you got about, best case scenario, like an eight-year career, maybe. Okay. Um, Which feels shorter than baseball or football or... I think it is. I mean, you can be over... I mean, you can lose... I, I imagine your team can lose and it's not a big deal. You come back. It's like, that's what's so tragic and so... makes it so present is... is uh. You know, you can lose a fight, two or three fights, and then your entire career is over. Everything you've been working towards. Like, some people, if you get hit and get knocked out, it just does something to your brain where you can't take it the same way again. Like, your career can be ruined in a fight. Oh, it it is. It isn't the promoters. It's the actual fighter going, oh, that happened. And so they, they shy off a little bit. Well, that, but then also a lot of times the fighter is the last person to want to admit that. And they still yeah. can find a way. I think it takes so much will and discipline and, and cockiness to do that, that... To so, keep showing up? Yeah. And yeah, to, to, to believe like that you can be the best out of all these other individuals takes a lot of balls. So when whatever it was that you had is gone, I, I think you, you believe it past where it's still realistic. Right. So a lot of times promoters will have to retire you. A lot right. of times promoters could be scumbags, though, and then try and exploit you because you still have a name. Okay. But, yeah, you can... They're like, yes, you can fight in this thing because we're people are going to come and watch you get beat up. Yeah, and that's thing. sort of been a sad thing that crosses over in boxing and MMA. You, you know, you see guys in their forties kind of still making a living on like a local scene, Oof. getting knocked out by some local tow truck driver. Right? Know. Do they go into? Um, I had a wrestling episode, and I listened um, to that one in preparation for this. Yeah. Oh my god, that one, I did some preparation. What do you think about that? Is uh, that weird to you? It's an, it is weird. You find to me. that I find that I find that interesting. <laughs> I find that an interesting premise. Uh, of um, you find that keep Portland weird. <laughs> Is that the? I find I don't know. You know, I just Mike the, Schmidt was on the show. The last, this week's episode is the Vonnegut episode. Oh, right. and uh, all I did to prepare for that was I printed out all of Vonnegut, the list of Vonnegut's books. You son of a bitch! I was like, but I did, but I didn't. I so you're I, like, I and what about? Um, you know, <laughs> did you read Bluebeard? <laughs> it turns out he did. And uh, did you? Because he's a Vonnegut dork. He's going to have yeah. read all of the books. But no, I know how it works. Yeah. I like how you walk me through that. <laughs> now wait a minute. So he doesn't know anything about Vonnegut? No, 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 Kevin. He goes towards Vonnegut. We don't define right. him by what he doesn't. And but I didn't. But Judah Friedlander came on. He brought like. What a, if you had like a hockey dork? Would they be into hockey? <laughs> or would they be? They go the other. They're oh, not into. Oh no. They got to be into hockey. Okay. I had some guy who said, you know what I really hate? I want to come on and talk about what I really hate. And I said, no, no, that's not what the dark forest no. is about. There's Someone enough places else. for that in the world. Yeah, there's plenty Pal. of places where you can slam something. Yeah. What I would like you to do is talk about the thing that you love. And if it's... Who was that? Every comedian? Every comedian I've ever met. No, it it was a comic. I can't remember his name. Of course name, it was. Of course it was. Of course it was a dude. Right. It was some dude. Oh, it was the other night. And it was... Uh, oh, 
Oh, you don't have to if you don't. No, want. I don't oh. remember. I don't even remember his name. He went up at um, Hannibal's show, and he said, oh, "I'd love to come on and talk about how I hate the Agents of Shield, Marvel's Agents." What of an Shield. ass! And I'd say it's a good show. It's first trying. Of all, I reading. like it. Yeah, uh, and it's not perfect, but it's trying. It's and it's reading. in its first, and it's ten episodes. So why don't you calm down? Yeah, there's a hundred yeah. people giving notes on that show. I would imagine. Yeah, between Disney and Wait, Marvel and, and Marvel, cut and, him a break. Yeah, yeah, it's way too much. Out of all the shows, he hates that shit. It's like it's certainly not offensive or bad right right instead of spending some quality time on the big bang theory yeah. which uh every other comic is hating on oh, i've never so, even seen that so i've I've only seen it um i've never seen the words being i've only seen it on mute <laughs> A lot of airport i'm not lounges. even kidding i'm not even kidding Dentist offices. my brother loves it but he i suspect his taste because my brother russ loves a lot of crap and one of his favorite sitcoms of all time two and a half men Oh. So as an introduction okay. to other sitcoms that I didn't enjoy Two and a Half Men because it wasn't made for me. I did not enjoy it. My, my, I have an uncle who's a big fan and will often like shoehorn conversations into like, like he'll describing plot. He'll yeah. tell me, like he'll like walk me through an episode. Like, yeah. There were, there's another character named Alan I, I know from <laughs> talking to him and he'll kind of detail what happened with this other person. Uh, it I don't know who the Sheen character was, but but he loves it. It really resonated with a certain uh, type of human being. The shittier and, it is to females, the more my <laughs> uncle liked the particular right. episode. And I didn't under, I didn't, I didn't think my brother Russ was that big of a dick toward women, but he does. But and I was like, how about how how I met your mother? That one's kind of shitty towards women, isn't it? And he was like, no, nah, I don't like that one too much. And I said, is, that, is there some kindness? Is there possibly some love at the end of it? <laughs> to fairness, your brother, he could just be not paying attention or be like, oh, that's funny, and not realizing. No, the implications and, and that of is very likely. Underneath. Very likely, yeah. because I'll tell you something about my brother: is he he will watch. He loves a shitty '60s um, beach movie like Annette Funicello, but the oh, shitty right. knockoffs. Wow! Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And he'll his DVR is full of crap, and he'll call me to tell me what he's watching. He said, "I want to write a book about." Uh, the business implications of different movies, like you know, like The Apartment is a great movie yeah. about infidelity in the corporate world. Executive Suite is a really shitty movie, but it has a great sort of subplot about the nature of corporate. And I was like, now I need to see Executive Suite. Yeah. But, um. Wait, what does he do for a living? He sounds like he's a. He's an econ professor. Okay. And, uh, and a. What is that? And, and a money laundering. Yes. I'm a dummy. And well, no, no, it's fine. It's, uh, it's, uh, you didn't do any research into my family? Uh, no, the Wikipedia no, page is, uh, has been updated recently. I'm going from this to your brother's podcast. So. <laughs> I wish, it's women what? in bikinis, so. Pretty I, good. I have an episode with him that I recorded, oh. uh, that I, I want to get all of my family. I want to do, like, everybody. And then my mom died, and I was like, too late. And, oh, uh, sorry. yeah, me too. But, uh, the, um, because I missed out on, no, that's so bad. Uh, golden episode. Golden episode that would have been great about how much she loved Wizard of Oz. So, oh. um, but now, l- let me, di- l- let me segue into this. Are there great boxing movies? Are there, are there mar- mixed martial art movies? Uh, I've, I've yet to, no. like Drumline, is that a, no, that's a marching band movie. I believe that's more about drums and lines and yeah. their age old rivalry. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean, there were some decent ones, you know, Raging Bull or whatever, and, and right. uh, I enjoy the original Rocky's kind of a magical, amazing movie that's sort of been tarnished by the sequels, which I also love. Um, but you still love the sequels? But I the, do. The original oh my movie God, is yeah. a great movie. Yeah, it's and it's and I've shown it to people who are like, oh no, Rocky one million, those kind of jokes, and and they see it and they're blown away by how like touching and and smart and, smart and sincere. And yeah, it's, he doesn't win. 
Yeah, exactly. People forget that he does not win the game. I never watched the whole thing, Jackie. Fuck. Oh, spoiler alert from 1978. Um, Yeah, no, it's a beautiful, I would say that's the perfect uh, boxing movie, but you know, they never really, they're always unrealistic. Uh, I mean, by, I think they have to be because because they're trying to portray something that's that that's hard to show. I think. Yeah, and then you know, I, I will say though that that Rocky was unrealistic for many years, and then there was a fighter by the name of Arturo Gatti who had a series of fights with this guy Mickey Ward, uh, the guy who was the basis for the fighter, the motion picture, okay. Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. and um, they. I mean, the common remark about that their trilogy of fights was like it was like a real Rocky movie. And it was true. I mean, they almost took the unrealistic aspects of a Rocky movie and <laughs> raised the bar for every other boxer. I mean, it was just brutal round after round of them standing there punching each other and not falling down and, and not falling rallying down. and bleeding. And so, but, uh, the, yeah. the, there is some problem where they have to call it because they're killing each other. Isn't that part of it? Yeah. Yeah. Was, it, was that 10 years ago that they, they had to, that, that several people were dying or? I mean, occasionally someone will die, and, and uh, unfortunately, recently there was someone who was in a coma for a couple of days after a fight, and uh yeah, I mean, that's sort of part of, it's like, it's sort of hard to, rec- hard to reconcile that side of it, you know? It's not the prettiest thing to no. think about, or, or it, but it's... It can't be surprising, though, just because no. of the nature of the, of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's not a safe sport, <clears throat> and, and that is always in, in a possibility. It doesn't, it's not like... Likely, it doesn't usually happen, but it happens now and again, and they try and make it as safe as possible, and they've shortened fights from what they used to be, you know. Okay. They're, you know, around the turn of the previous, previous century. Right. Around the 1900s, it was, uh, you know, you could go like 80, 90 rounds, and now oh, it's... Right. They're all... And then it was even 15 rounds up until the 70s, and now it's just 10, 12 rounds is it's the 12 cap. rounds? Yeah. And how long are each round in... Three in minutes. Boxing? Three minute rounds. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, so they're fighting for 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, for they're fighting just, for an episode of a TV show. Right. And the, because they're sitting down in the middle of it all, but they're... Yeah, they get to sit down? What the hell? <laughs> well, don't they go in the corner and somebody throws a bucket of water at them and... They do. They get to the sit blood. down for one minute after every three. After every three rounds? No, no, after every round, three um, minutes, uh, they have one minute rest period. Okay. Sit, yeah. Oh, good. And so when you hit somebody in the head, are you trying to hit them in the jaw? Or are you trying to hit them in the in the brain box? Uh, eyeballs. You always ain't no. Why give a legit like interesting? Interesting is yeah. that what they're doing? Um. Yeah. Basically, the jaw is is where you would typically try and go. I mean, you go to the body, you can go to the chest, but the body shots will really hurt you, and then the jaw can hurt you. But even high on the head, the fort, like the high on the temple here, is yeah. a good shot where you can see guys get knocked out. Top of the head, obviously no good. Back of the head's illegal, but okay. anywhere in the face or jaw. You know, even like dead on square in the face, you can see in a slow-mo, like a guy will go down from that. But the jaw is typically the one where there's something in there that just sends a, a message to your brain, like, oh, shut it down. That's, we're going yeah. to take a break. <laughs> that is interesting that it is, because that would be the only reason to hit somebody in the jaw. I mean, I mean it kind of looks cool, yeah. right, to really clock somebody in the jaw, but the it must there must be some sort of message center there. Yeah, I mean, that is what a knockout is. It's like your brain... Is taking too much trauma and it sends a message, I guess, like a survival instinct. Which right. I don't right. know how laying there unconscious is really going to help the guy, <laughs> but it's sort of a, an old fight or flight type thing where it just shuts you down and it's you're, like, you know, you drop. At the very least. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll just go, Oh, we're done here and uh, keep yeah. moving unless you're a lion and then you're like, Oh, good. Now I can eat this. Yeah. And, um, wow. So, and, but if you hit him in the body, then there might be internal injuries or. I don't know the science behind that. There's definitely something where, yeah, I've I've been hit in the gut and I've been hit in the, 
like the, I think it's the kidneys. Okay. Uh, there's liver punches and kicks in MMA. Is that the side, the yeah. side near the back? Yeah. In the, in the, the, the stomach, it just knocks the wind right out of you. Right. Where you just can't breathe. You can't do anything. And you just kind of go into the fetal position. Right. Um, yeah, I've been hit harder to the body than I have to the head. Like the head punches don't, it sounds bravado-ish, but yeah. uh, bravado-ish. It sounds overly <laughs> macho. Bravado-like. But, uh, bravado-esque. Uh, <laughs> but head punches never hurt. And I've been hit in the head a bunch, uh, like body punches. I was hit in the chest once with this, this Russian guy we were sparring in not doing headshots. Right. And, uh, it's like, oh, okay. And he was like this kind of bigger dude, like 220. Right. And, um, he hit me to the body and it felt like I was being electrocuted, like straight in the chest. And right. like, I tried not to like show anything. Sternum? Yeah. Right okay. in the middle of the sternum. And it was like, I was electrically shocked and, and immediately you're sort of like scared and, and like, you just kind of want to like not be here <laughs> and you yeah. just kind of keep walking around and keep a straight face. And then like, I tried to move back and make it so he didn't hit me again immediately and possibly turn me into dust. <laughs> But, uh, like a vampire. Like all of your bones were shaking or something or? I don't know what it was like scientifically, but it was, wow. it just felt like it was just a shock. It was just such a blow. Yeah. And, uh, that hurt worse than anything I've ever felt in, in, a, in like boxing and stuff. Right, yeah. right. And so now in, in mixed martial arts, they can kick you. They can kick you, head kicks, body head kicks. kicks. Yeah. And, um, can they kick you like in the shoulder? I mean, they is, can. Is it in mixed martial arts? Are there, oh, this is probably true in boxing too, where if you fall down, that's a point or something, right? Mm-hmm. What is the scoring in boxing versus <clears throat> mixed martial arts? Do you in know what the score? Boxing, is? it's sort of nebulous, which is unfortunate, but they base who wins around on, uh, aggression, defense, ring generalship, uh, a series of factors like that. Okay. But ultimately you decide who wins the round and you give that person 10 points, you give the loser nine points. If there's a knockdown, the person who's knocked down gets eight points. If he gets knocked okay. down twice, it's seven points. Um, in mixed martial arts, they have sort of a similar ranking. There's no knock- knockdowns don't automatically count because people get knocked down. People get taken down by wrestlers. Right. Um, it's a really bad scoring system. They kind of just took the boxing one and they kind of need to overhaul it because it's not applicable because there's too many other aspects. There's so many different ways that you can attack, right? Yeah, so- and it's not as simple as just 10-9 because okay. you, know, you could have somebody take somebody down – but the other guy punches him more before that happens, but right. then he almost chokes him out, but doesn't. And then it's like, well, who is like, you have to find a way to adequately address it. It's not as simple as just he hit him more and hurt him more. And in know? mixed martial arts, there's no, um, pinning. Is there? No. Like, there's like no wrestling. pinning. Okay, oh, yeah. Well, in boxing, there's like, if you can't get up at the 10 count, you lose. At the 10 count, you lose. In but... mixed martial arts, there's no, there's none of that. The referee can stop it at any time. Okay. If you get knocked out, if you're unconscious, they stop it. Mm-hmm. If you're taking punches, you can't defend yourself, they stop it. And if you tap out, when right. you're being submitted. Okay. That's like um a it's, way it's to It's like call it's, it's like I I call I'm I'm done. Yeah. Is, like you either tap is that your what own tap body. Out is? Yeah, you tap your body or your opponent's body or the mat and then you end it. What the hell is that t-shirt? Uh Oh, that <laughs> horrible douchebag brand tap yeah, out there's clothing. A, is yeah. it the name of the is that the brand? Tap that out. That is the brand. Okay, yeah. cuz all I know uh, I get all most of my information from people doing stand-up comedy jokes about uh, different things. Hey, that guy came back with that voice. And uh, yeah, yeah, this, uh, this <laughs> it's yeah, like I just came in. It, it'll be a nice drinking game for all rangers of the Dork Forest when <laughs> you hear me do that voice. It's my dumb voice. <laughs> when Lou shows up or. Yeah, yeah, Lou, Lucation. <laughs> and, uh, what's gonna happen? And, uh. <laughs> Wait, I interrupted. Sorry, what was your, your No, point but the, the, that's what the tap out thing is. Yes. Cause, yes. Cause you can essentially say, I surrender. Yeah. That's what tapping out is. Yes. Okay. Which is great because there's not that overly macho, there's no stigma to it. You know what I mean? Like oh, these good. guys are risking their lives and it's, it's sort of. It's I just feel an like, acknowledge of. No, I'm going to live to fight another day kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, which okay. is great. And it, that's a smart thing to have. And I yeah. wish more people in boxing sort of 
I wish there was more of a boxing equivalent where you could quit and you weren't like called a pussy by people. Right. In, you know. I think I saw a Warren Beatty, Barbara Streisand boxing movie where she threw a towel in. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think um, technically that's illegal now, but you can still do it. I think that was the main event, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was called the main event. That's yeah. exactly what that was. And, okay, so here was my other, there was a boxing question about what was it? Could have been anything. There's gloves, there's pants, there's right? walkout music. There's, uh, <laughs> there's walkout music? Well, you know, when you're walking to the ring, you want to have some sort of intimidating. Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe that's why they keep asking comedians what they want to be brought up to. Yeah, but isn't, well, don't you, I used to love that though, man, like coming yeah. out at like Largo or something with a cool song. Or, with a cool song? Yeah, don't you do that even? People ask me, uh, whenever anybody asks me what song I want, I always say Eminem's White America. <laughs> Just because it makes me laugh. <laughs> I, I mean, you do the clubs for a living. I mean, yeah. I did a handful of them back when my, you know, younger days, but right. I remember I did like the improv at Irvine. Yeah. And I'd done mainly like alternative rooms prior to that. And, yeah. uh, I had no idea. Maybe you're used to it, but it was like I, Wayne Fetterman was on the show, and I was right. the host, and uh, he brought me in, and it was like the intro for me was like there was like the music. It was like I'd won the Stanley Cup. There's a spotlight. I think a smoke machine, a fucking like DJ Stop. voice, like here we go, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? And like gong gong gong, like loud throbbing <laughs> lights. <laughs> yeah, and then I come out just like I'm just gonna be telling jokes. Like I don't have like. I I'm not fighting a tiger. Minutes here, right? I wish you were fighting. Do they still do that? that? It seems so overblown and like. Unnecessary. Oh yeah, they still do that. It's yeah. even the same song. Wow. You know what comedy clubs don't do? They don't like to. They don't fix something if it's not broken. <laughs> they say to themselves. Uh, get hyped up to laugh. It's get hyped up and to laugh at at jokes that they don't. And then some. The biggest problem. Maria does a joke about how. Nobody knows what they're going to see when they see stand-up comedy. Oh, they're like, yeah. oh, it's just going to be comedy, and you're like, but what kind of comedy is it? Is it <laughs> One of the, the basic of- human emotions <laughs> will be, pers- yeah. right? Is it the comedy I like, which is you know caustic one-liners from 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 sumo-sized wrestlers, or is it going to be um, you know storytelling from yeah. like a, in a very dry tone of voice? It's so, ridiculous. Just comedy. Yeah, you're like, feel free to Google the name of the comic you are going to see, my friends, so that you know what you are seeing. Um, oh, I know comedy. what I was going to ask you about gambling. Right. There's more gambling with boxing, I know, than, um, than, than other things, isn't there? There is a decent amount of, yeah, there's gambling. I don't know how it equates or whatever, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to, to gamble on the fights. Yeah. I've done it a little bit poorly. And, and right, right, cause you, now do you bet on who wins or do you bet on, is there, is there a spread? There is, is you there... can bet on who wins, you can bet on whether it's a draw, and you can bet on like how it ends and which round it ends. Okay. That kind of thing. Or you, like could, if, oh, you can get minutiae. Before that, yeah, totally. Um, I used to do, back in LA, I would have like people come over and watch like pay-per-views and we'd all, we'd make like a big chart and we would do a thing where you could just pick, everybody pulls, puts rounds into the, into a hat and pulls them out and everybody puts in like 10 bucks and, okay. and then if, if somebody loses in that round, the guy you have, you would get like the whole pot or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good time, you know? Yeah, that, bre- that breaks it up. <laughs> Does that make the game more fun or less fun to watch? Is it? I think it always adds to it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Definitely. Yeah, because I know that my father, uh, that's what he, he bet on those, the boxing. That's why he needed to watch them all the time. Yeah. Because I don't know that he likes boxing or football or anything. I know he likes to gamble. 
So I, I think yeah. that it, I mean, I think that there's a, there's people who like the sport and then there's people who like betting on the sport and then there's that overlap. There's a Venn diagram of people who like to just bet on the sport people because they like the sport. Debilitating problems that right. will be and their the, undoing. People who are the fans fringe. on the other side into the purity of the game. And in the middle, there's in a the crossover. Middle, there's a nice crossover of people who enjoy eating wings as well as watching the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, like. I think wings covers everyone, doesn't it? That's, yeah, that's it sprinkled should. all over the two circles with just a it smattering should. of wings. It's a, I, I think when, when you go on a, on a, out to the fringe of the wing people. That's yeah. an eating disorder. And then you go on the other side, you have the purity again. Oh, yeah. So um, that was my wing gambling analogy. Okay. Uh, sure. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, I do. I feel like often like jealous as a boxing fan because it doesn't have so much of what the mainstream sports does, whether it's coverage or the attention. Um, but a big one is like, I feel like for the past five years, most of my jock friends are obsessed with, and I know nothing about sports, but are obsessed right. with, uh, like fantasy football or fantasy baseball. Is that oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish there was like the equivalent, uh, for boxing or mixed martial arts. There, there was actually a thing maybe 15 years ago. There was a, a short lived league that I joined up with. Um, and, uh, it was sort of a thing where you could pick the fighters and you would get points over the season based on whether they won or lost. And it was a similar theory, but it just doesn't really work because they don't play with the same, they don't fight with the same regularly, okay. regularity that a baseball player so plays. So it's, it's hard to make the stats and stuff. Yeah, because you can fight maybe two times a year sometimes only. Okay. You know? Yeah, Jimmy Pardo calls fantasy baseball, which he plays, uh, fantasy accounting. And, um. <laughs> Doesn't he go, he gets like hardcore about it, right? Yeah, like yeah, he he's very Vegas hardcore. And they rent a room. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that there, there probably is some sort of fantasy, uh, boxing thing. You should tweet at Kevin Sesha if you know about fantasy boxing. I'll join your league. Do you, you, there might be, um, yeah, there might be fantasy, because people know about this stuff. I get emails, long, long emails of people telling really? me very specific things of what, of, of, of the shows. And it's, they're great because, People are, I mean, I do a note session, which means that I listen to the show and I, and I, you know, I try to link people to different, like, if you want to watch boxing, yeah. what channels are you watching? ESPN only? No, HBO, Showtime is really okay. good nowadays. Oh, a lot of pay-per-view. Yeah, all pay-per-view and then ESPN2. Okay. Also, Fox Sports 1 is a new network that has a lot of uh, boxing on it. Uh, the UFC is, uh, it's been pretty great, actually, the past couple of years because they finally got a deal with Fox. So okay. now you can watch it. On the actual Fox network once every couple of months. And then okay. also Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2 and in addition to pay-per-view. But you can watch it on like free TV now, which is great. Oh, just regular network television will show UFC stuff. Yeah, yeah. And now with with Mixed Marshall, let's talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Just one guy fighting another guy or do they have tag teams or is it? Oh, my God. I wish there would be tag teams. That's yeah? amazing. Yeah. Uh, it is typically, yeah, it's not typically. It is 100% always a man versus <laughs> another man or a woman versus another woman. Okay. And do, and and with with the women version of it, yeah. is there is there any stigma to that or are people just like, no, women get to do it. Nobody cares anyway. We're going to watch this. There was a, a stigma for a while and it was sort of this second class sport. And and I think the evolution of that has kind of taken off in leaps and bounds. And, and even a couple of years ago, you'd find people who were made uncomfortable by it and, and sort of... Yeah. I, I don't know if you'd call it sexist, but the idea of seeing women get hit. And, and, and also, I think, honestly, at the time, that sport had been around less time than the men's version. So the okay. evolution, it hadn't quite... They weren't as good they're, overall. They're both so new... That, and, and the women one was even newer. Yeah. Yeah. But it, women's MMA has taken off in leaps and bounds over the past year and a half through, due to the emergence of this amazing superstar, Ronda Rousey, who is one of my favorite fighters. Wow. Uh, who, who she is just, uh, like everyone was sort of like very, 
um, Miss America-ish prom queen, very polite, very humble, and she okay. kind of came along with Brash and called out the champion of this defunct organization called Strike Force. Right. Uh, was like four and zero at the time, five and zero. Uh, every one of her, she's an Olympic, uh, judo medalist. Okay. And every one of her wins was by throwing the person on the ground and getting them in a move called the arm bar and submitting them. Oh, wow. Which is unheard of because you don't win every fight by one maneuver. Right. Uh, so she beat that champion and then was so popular that basically the UFC decided to create their version of the women's division. Okay. Because she's so exciting and outspoken and she's right. got a lot of mainstream press. Have you heard of her at all? No, no, I haven't. Oh, it's, it's surprising. Uh, She's done a lot of like talk show stuff and, and kind okay. of taken off. And so, yeah, she's, she's had a couple of fights now in the UFC and she's just magnificent. Like just someone just who's an was, amazing athlete. Yeah. Who was conditioned from a young age to be great at judo by her mom, who was a judo champion and, okay. and, and brought her up very tough. And, uh, and she's like, you know, very sort of dynamic and outgoing and right. attractive, which is sort of, you know, a component which people right, focus on maybe more than they fit. should. You're very fit, but if, but yeah. she has very much regular features. Like she she looks very, not quite model-esque, but, but she's a very attractive woman. And I think right. people maybe focus on that more than they should, but I, you get it, I guess. But you want to have a good looking, and, like there was the, um, I think you, Oscar De La Hoya? Yeah, it works for men too. Like they'll yeah. exploit you. They don't care what your gender is, honestly. Yeah, that's a Oscar pretty Oscar De La Hoya guy. was huge because of his looks. He was super handsome. And he drew all these female fans that didn't yeah. care before that. And, I, uh, I never, yeah. I only knew who he was because he was handsome. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't, yeah. So she, and, and so there, there are enough other women fighters to fight this woman. There is she are. currently the, the, the champion? She's currently the champion. She just had a rematch with the woman she won the old title from. Right. And beat her. Okay. And, uh, is she still, still using that 8 same and 0, move? Same, same, everything with the arm bar. Wow. Unbelievable. But her next fight, which is in February, uh, and you should consider checking it out, it, it's sort of intriguing because her opponent, for the first time, she's facing someone with a strong base, uh, like hers. This is, she's uh-huh. facing a silver medalist in wrestling. Okay. Yeah. This woman, Sarah McMahon, who's, yeah. who's sort of raw, doesn't have the experience Rhonda does, but it, right. it's sort of, she could, in theory, nullify Ronda's ability to get that move. Or that get actually on the ground. sounds kind of exciting. Two undefeated women, yeah. yeah, headlining a pay per view. So it's it's been a huge year for women's MMA. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fascinating. Yeah, and it's weird to me that that it that that armbar thing is undefensible. It's not. That's the thing. It, it isn't. It wasn't prior to this. That's what's right. so funny. It's like we've seen. Lots of dudes use it. Lots of women use it. And sometimes it works. Sometimes a person gets out of it. It's never been this. It's almost like a pro wrestling thing, like in the 80s, where like one, once a guy hit their finishing move, yeah. like the DDT or the Paldar, like that's it. Nobody gets up from it. It's sort of like that mentality. Right. Only it's real, which is so <laughs> exciting. It's like she gets it on and then you're fucking done. Like you can get out of it, but then she'll get you in it later. Right. And, and everything... Every move, I saw some video that somebody put together where she's always thinking like three or four moves ahead. Like if you grab her, okay. you can tell. It was a judo guy broke it down. Like she's already – she even said it. She's like, when I grab you, when the fight starts, when I grab you, all I see is a series of moves that I'm going to make you do. Like if you go this way and I want you to go this way, I'm going to do this and I'm going to keep doing that manipulating you until you only have two choices, which is to tap or right. break your arm. Oh, wow. So it's like if you, she wants your leg to be over here, she'll do this, and then your leg goes over. So from there, she can like flip you down, and now you're on the ground. And then so when you try and defend, like she's like thinking four so or five moves fast. ahead. Yeah, it's very scientific. That is, that is amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, wow. You should YouTube the fight of her, any of her fights. They're always sort of interesting. And what's her name again? Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. What does that mean? Who it's names her name? Of <laughs> Ronda? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her mom was, is she, um, she white? <laughs> you racist. I'm again with the back. race. It always comes back. I'm just always interested in, in, in where, 
Because the thing is, is her mom was a judo. You want to know if you can like her, if she's your race. Well, that is true. Uh, that is, is she Armenian with a half Irish She uh, actually twist? trains with a lot of Armenians, and she, she has one of her gyms in Glendale. That's because you want to punch an Armenian. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, aren't you Armenian? I am Armenian. Yes. So, um, I like that. That was a laugh against your will, by the way. <laughs> You're like, I used to live around a lot of Armenians. And so, anyway. <laughs> she, um... Yeah, no, she's white, blonde, all American looking. I don't know her okay. ethnicity, but, uh. Because I yeah. don't know what Rousey is. Is that, is that, what's the ancestry what of that? Is that? And then who names a kid Rhonda? Because the alliteration on that is insane. Yeah. Rhonda Rousey. You I know? Go again. Rhonda, it depends. Yeah. It's like, I had an aunt Kathy Cation. Oh. And, but she married into it. And you're like, ugh. I don't, what's your middle name? Kathy. Elizabeth? I would, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would have gone with something else. Yeah, that's a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, her nickname, Rowdy. Rowdy. Oh, yeah. of course. That makes sense yeah. too. Rowdy, Rhonda, Rousey. Correct. Yeah. Look her up. I think you'd enjoy her. I, it sounds fascinating. It's, uh, so there's a, there's a fight in, in February. And, and yes. are there, are there pay-per-view fights every month or every couple of months? Pretty much every month now. Boxing, it's a little bit less. There's only a couple of big stars in boxing that can do that. Generate it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but with mixed martial arts, it's more about the whole card as opposed to individual stars. So okay. UFC is roughly every month, sometimes twice a month. Okay. And sometimes it's free TV, sometimes it's pay-per-view. You know. And do you usually pay? I do, and it sucks because in Los Angeles, I had a lot of friends who liked boxing. And, and you could uh, kind of mix it up. Yeah. It up. And now I'm just such a fan that I'm literally just on my couch by myself, usually paying $60, $70. Cause it costs 60 or 70 bucks. It does. Yeah. Okay. But I'm such a, like, I don't, I don't want to miss it. I thought it was so. 20 bucks. It's, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, are they, but no one I know likes it. I think it's a New York thing. Maybe, maybe right. cause I used to hang out with more comics. I don't know. Nobody, none of my friends in New York really give a shit about or, it. Or like, huge they'll come over once in a while. Like a lot of actually my best friend, this woman, Ariel Schrag, Mm-hmm. Uh, is a big fan of Ronda Rousey. I feel like a lot of women, obviously, are drawn to her. So okay. for her fights, it's always packed. Like there's like a dozen people who come over and watch. Right. Mostly women, mostly lesbians. Oddly. Yeah. They love uh, Ronda Rousey. And they're very supportive of each other. Yeah. Because uh, ladies are supportive. They're doing it for themselves. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this episode is full of Jackie making sweeping statements about race. <laughs> broad generalization. Yes. Yeah. How can I? What else can I do? And. uh <laughs> I've been running around New York so much that I'm genuinely just punchy. I'm just like, how do I get to the thing with the thing? And everyone's like, there's an app. And I said, stop telling me there's an app. I have four apps. Fuck you with the apps. Well, you have a Maps app that came with your phone, right? Just use that. Uh, the Maps app doesn't do the, – the Map app on the iPad wants me to have another app. Oh. What about so, iPhone? I don't have an iPhone. I have a GoPhone. I have a I have a burner just in case I got to drop off the grid, man. What do you? <laughs> wow. When do you pick up the package from uh, Bodie? And uh, I've, I have that I have that iPad, me? and I I just downloaded. What I have is I have Hopstop, which uh, it is that's supposed to work, right? Yeah. And but it is mocked openly. Uh-huh. I have something called um, Life Trip or something like that, and it only has maps of New York, London, and Paris. It seems very glamorous. Ooh, la la. And uh, and then uh, a, a comic from here, J.F. Harris, said. Why don't you just get the Google Map app in that in Lou's voice? Yeah, he goes. Why wouldn't you just fucking get that's the? That's what I use. Yeah, and so that's what I have now, and that one seems to work uh, really well, quite honestly. Yeah, the Google Map app. That's what it. I use. I hate because it it'll often reset when I'm like fucking underground and I need these directions. Right. But, uh, here's what I do. A little tip is I'll take a photograph of it, so then I still have it even if it resets. Like I'm a like, screensaver kind yeah. of situation. Can you do that? 
I know with the iPhone, if you hit the power button and the little top thingy, it takes a picture of your screen. I don't know. Oh, it's a screenshot power yeah. button and the. I'm sure that has the same right, capability. Right. Well, I was going to tell you the name of this app, because the London Paris one makes me laugh. Oh, it's called City Mapper, and what you can do on City Mapper is you can save an offline. Are these your sponsors? These are my sponsors. Please, I wish, City Mapper. Oh, you can save all, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can save the, your current trip and then you can just look it up later. Yeah. And you know what's, um, yeah, people, if you want a sponsor, if you think the Dork Forest might be interested, uh, that, that my listeners might be interested in what you sell, feel free to, uh, email me at Jackie <laughs> at JackieGation.com and find out about sponsorship. That was the ad. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, so let us leave us with uh, a couple of places where people should do, you, would you recommend going to see live boxing? Do you think that that might get people into it? Yeah, absolutely. If, if you live in Los Angeles, New York, especially the Barclays Center is, is very, great for fights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Connecticut. Connecticut. Tucket <laughs> Casino. Oh, really? Um, is, I, I, uh, yeah, you know. casinos sometimes will set up a, like a, a giant ballroom and. Yeah. Yeah. How many people go to a boxing match? 27. Like, every fight. Every fight. No, 27 I, hundreds to thousands, it varies. Okay. Know. But it can be, it can be as little as a couple hundred? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Like a little, what they call like a club fight. You know, yeah. Like a club, you know, like a, um, That's awesome. Yeah. This is, uh, this has been fascinating. I, uh, know nothing about this kind of thing. All I know is, uh, there's, there's some hitting and, uh, but there's clearly athleticism going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll find some athleticism. (laughs) You'll definitely. Well, because it's the Dork Forest. Yeah. Kevin Sesha, thank you so much for being on the Dork Forest. People should go to at Kevin Sesha for Twitter. Yes. And you're probably on Facebook and Instagram and Vine. I don't really bother with Facebook in any professional capacity. Okay, Uh, fair enough. Instagram, sure. Twitter, my website, buy my book, Punching Tom Hanks, soon to be available in audio form. Are you going to read it? Via the good people at Earwolf. I'm going to read a little, and then we're going to get a bunch of people to read it. Um, I was lucky enough to get some fancy celebrity rebuttals in the first book, so hopefully I can get them to kind of read versions. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Take care out there. Bye. Okay. Well, that was incredible. Feel free, by the way, to listen to the bonus content on tdf.libson.com or on the app. For some reason, Libson is just putting it on tdf.libson.com. So you can do that. And you can go to iTunes and subscribe, which is what a lot of people do. And then they write reviews, and iTunes is supposedly caring about that. So the other information you should know is I'm doing Sketchfest in San Francisco at the end of January, beginning of February. And then I'm going to be in Palm Springs. Yes, at the uh, Improv at Palm Springs. Also the uh, first week of February. So go to JackieCation.com and check my comedy schedule to see if I'm coming to a city near you. There's also on uh, JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com a donation button. Because we had a sponsor, it doesn't mean you shouldn't donate. If you can... $8.33 a month. That's 100 bucks a year. Or you can just throw me 100 bucks. That'd be great. If everyone gave me 100 bucks a year, I would be very excited and um, solvent. Because stand-up comedy, while wonderful, isn't uh, great. Anyway, so other than that, you could, if you just want to order stuff, you can order it at JackieCation.com or through the Amazon banner at JackieCation.com. You order stuff, regular stuff from Amazon, but you go through that portal on JackieCation.com and I get a tiny kickback and we all win. The credits, of course. Patrick Brady, gonna fix this audio. Mike Rickberg sang that song, composed it and sang right there at the beginning. He's singing the Mexican hat dance at the end of the show. Vilmos fixes the website. Vilmos has his own podcast called Green Room Radio. Feel free to listen to that. 
Anyway, the longest outro in the world. You are loved. The universe supports you. Be good to each other out there. And I'll try uh, my damnedest to be good to everybody as well. Take care. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we, you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?